This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is Podcast 109, an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today I'm going to talk about having a stress-free holiday with your kids. Um, Whether you have one child or many children or a child um, who struggles, holidays can be very, very stressful. So today um, we're going to talk about 10 ways and 10 ideas uh, that will reduce your stress. Well, before we get started, I want to um, tell you a little bit about our sponsor that is Media Angels and the Truth Seekers Mystery Series. If you have not read uh, the Truth Seekers or heard about them, please go over to MediaAngels.com and check them out. Or you can go to TruthSeekersMysterySeries.com and go right to the landing page that has information about the novels. Um, Hopefully you will find something there that you like for your kids. Well, today I wanted to share with you some of my um, experiences as well as some ideas that hopefully will help you um, have a better time during the holidays. The first thing on the list is to be prepared. Um, I know that many times we are running and have so much going on in our lives that it's hard to add one more thing. But I know that uh, for myself anyway, that there are so many times when I waste time. So if you haven't heard any of the podcasts about getting organized, I did an entire series on um organization and my big disclaimer is I am not an organized person but in doing that podcast series it helped me to get better organized and it helped me find what really worked for me um, after all those years of trying to read every book out there so one of the things um, I'd like to do is is you know recommend those to you and I'll have some links in the show page. Um, you can find the show page notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com or look for podcast 109 um, and the name of this podcast is um, A Stress-Free Holiday with Kids. Okay, so we are... Um, going to get ready and be prepared and so what does that mean it can mean a lot of things depending on what you're doing if you're going to a party um, or eating at someone's house one of the things I have done that I found really helpful is to have a backpack with some of your kids favorite toys if you have kids who like surprises and not all of them do you might tuck away something special in there uh, that they can actually do when they arrive Um, I know for my little one, it was a new pack of Legos, just those little mini Legos um, that, you know, they they put together very quickly, but then they spend a lot of time playing with the new toy Um, or whatever that is. Or maybe your kid likes to have something that's comfortable or 
Um, they like to bring a special blanket or something like that if they're little. Um, I know when my grandkids come over, they come packing a bunch of stuff, even though we have um, stuff for them to do over here. Um, one or the other of them will always bring a backpack with something favorite. Um, one of the things they do is we keep a lot of their stuffed animals here because their dog used to chew them. So um, upstairs we have a little hideaway that's over um, a first floor bathroom that's um, kid level. You can't, an adult can't stand in there, but the kids can. And so that's our catch-all playroom for the little kids. And so they come sometimes and trade out favorite toys. So that makes them, you know, be thinking about where they're going and also prepare themselves as well. And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. So you can have a bag of activities. If you have people coming to your house, uh, one of the things you might want to do is have some kind of really super easy craft that the kids can do. Uh, something with glue sticks so there's not a bunch of messy glue all over the place. I know one year I had these styrofoam cutouts of turkeys and I had the little kids um, glue different color feathers and that kind of thing. And because there were so many little ones around, we didn't use the little googly eyes. And we drew the little eyes in with marker. Or we had an older teenager sitting there with the kids when they were doing it with marker. Because parents aren't going to be happy about permanent marker getting on their uh, nice clothes. So that's a, a, a thing that really helps um, me to have that many kids over. Is to have some kind of activity that they... Uh, can do or someplace that they can play that they're um, not going to be running all over the house. So, you know, whether you're hosting a party or going to a party or maybe it's Thanksgiving dinner, um, something like that, or or Christmas or a birthday party, uh, you want to have a time um, that you have uh, designated that you are going to get some stuff together and bring for your kids um, and then also think of other people who will be there and uh, maybe bring some things for them as well and so as you're preparing something to consider is if your child has any dietary restrictions that you bring along uh, that food whether they can't have gluten um, and you have some gluten-free crackers or bars or something to that effect, uh, something that they can eat um, or something to drink. Uh, that just really helps in being prepared and making sure that your child gets what they need at your event. But having that um, set aside and being prepared way ahead of time really does help and it helps you to be more relaxed. The second um, thing is to help kids prepare themselves. So let them know the routine um, of, or let them know where you're going. And again, it's going to depend on your child. I had one child who needed to know way ahead of time what we were going to do and where we were going to go and who we were going to see. And then, of course, he asked me every day, you know, when we were going. So that meant um, I got a big calendar and a schedule out and put that up for him. So he knew exactly what we were going to do and when we were going and anytime he asked me, I could point him to the calendar on the wall and say, you know, there you go. Go look and see. You count how many more days until we go. I had other kids that really didn't care and didn't want to know. Um, or you could do something spur of a moment and then they didn't, you know, flip out. I had, um, I learned with my third child that he wasn't as spontaneous as the first two. 
And so, you know, the big surprise of going to the library or going to grandma's house turned out to be a fiasco because he wasn't prepared and he had a lot of questions that he wanted to ask and that was really difficult. The other is, um, you know, having some kind of um, a visual uh, schedule or calendar like I explained um, and maybe having some fun pictures and you can even have your child draw some pictures of where they're going if they've been there before. Uh, There's a couple of apps that I saw online. I have no experience with them, but I'll put a link on um, in the show notes at 109 and let you check those out if that's something that you want to do that can um, help your child and get them prepared. Um, Also, uh, you know, get them involved and ask them to bring some of their favorite things like I shared earlier um, with my grandkids that bring things over. Um, One other thing, too, is if you're going to be away all day is to consider bringing some PJs along. Um, Some of you may use uh, body powder and others not, but I used to like to bring a small little container of powder and, you know, keep it away from the kids so they're not smelling these big puffs of of talc powder or whatever it is that you use. Um, Some kids may be sensitive and you can't use powder. But sometimes you don't have time for a bath, so you want to bring some wipes and things like that and then change them into jammies for the ride home. It makes it a lot easier if your child falls asleep and you're going to put them into bed right away without waking them up. And it also is, um, you know, something that works really well. Oh, also in point number one, I forgot to remind you um, to bring an extra set of clothes. I used to keep clothes in the car and... The kids grow so fast, you need to keep up with checking their sizes. Um, But uh, that might be something good in case of any spills or any accidents that you have that for them. And remember, kids can pick up if you're really stressed. They can pick up on that. So if you're stressed, they're going to be stressed. So we want to try as hard as we can to be prepared, to get them prepared so they know what's happening um, and also... You know, if they have any kind of sensory issues, to bring headphones. And um, this weekend I was at a conference um, and I noticed that some of the parents um, were saying that some of their kids had sensory issues. And right next door to where this conference is, I kid you not, um, it was um, poor planning on the part of the um, the conference hall itself. They put this... Um, a Christian band that was very loud and had a lot of acoustics and and uh, it was right next to our conference center and our hall where you know parents were milling around and looking at books and curriculum with their kids and one mom shared that she had remembered to bring earphones for her one child um, but the other one had forgotten them and so you know she said that she couldn't bring her kids back in later on So if there's a situation where, you know, some kind of earplugs might work, um, that's something you may consider as well. The third point really comes from an idea of a book that I published called Secret Code Time, Creating an Unbreakable Bond Between Parent and Child. And that, um, you know, made me think about uh, a code or something that your child can say to you where you know that they're having a a problem and they need to talk to you. So sometimes kids can be overwhelmed and normally 
Um, if they don't know how to express that well, they can cry or, you know, hit somebody or, you know, whatever the situation is and get really frustrated. And so if they know that they can come to you and say, you know, mom, I need to talk or whatever is that agreed upon word if they're a little bit older, you know, obviously not a small little, little one. Um, that would really help to let you know that, okay, I need to stop my conversation right now and excuse yourself and go deal with your child. Um, this would be more along the lines of an emergency and not just, you know, a child wanting to interrupt a conversation between adults. And just make sure your child knows that, that if they're, you know, really having some issues that they can come to you and talk to you. The fourth is to let others know what to expect. So, for example, for Thanksgiving or Christmas holidays, I have them at my house. And I have age ranges from in their mid-80s down to newborns. So I let my the, the, the uh, parents of the little kids know, you know, grandma and grandpa are going to be coming in. They're going to be walking with a cane. Let's make sure that we're not running through the house. And I know we're not supposed to run through the house, and normally we don't, but when your cousins are there, you know, it's really hard for little kids to contain themselves, or they're jumping up and down, and I just don't want them wiping out grandma with a cane who's trying to get to the bathroom. So, you know, things like that, you know, we go over with the little kids, and we just say, okay, if you guys want to run, you know, grab mommy or daddy and head outside, and there's plenty of grass for you to run. Um, if you don't have that outlet because you maybe have, have a smaller area, then have some kind of activity for the kids, as I shared earlier. But also let the adults know and let grandma and grandpa know, look, if you're going to be getting up from the table, you know, grab one of us and let us help. And I assign a teenager, um, and this is going to sound funny, but to one of the grandparents rather than the little kids. Because the little kids at this point um, in our family anyway are pretty self-sufficient except for the one-year-old and she's usually not very far from mommy or daddy. So they have their kids well contained and even any of my nieces or nephews that come over with their kids, they're really good about watching their kids. So I'm really blessed that way. But um, with the older parents, um, some of them are getting forgetful or um, they're not going to be, they're going to kind of stop because the little kids are cute and, you know, watch what they're doing and not necessarily watch where they're going. And so um, the only time I, I have a sigh of relief is at the end when everybody's packed in their cars and, you know, has, they have leftovers and everybody's doing well um, physically. Um, because there's just so many little ones sometimes that I'm worried that they're going to get wiped out. So that's why I have somebody who is in charge of when they get the, when the older people get to the house, they greet them outside and they walk them in the door and they just kind of stand around with them until they're seated and then they can go. And then later if they're going to the restroom, I can normally grab one or the other of them or I just leave whatever I'm doing and make sure that we clear a path so that they can get to the restrooms. Um, and so the way my house is set up, there isn't um, a door or, or a chair or something I can put really close to the restrooms. They have to walk just a little bit. But I do um, seat the grandparents out of the way so that 
uh, they can enjoy the day and and watch the kids um, and have a safe uh, visit while they're there. So (laughs) there's a lot of planning and a lot of managing, um, but I really love entertaining, and so for me, it's all worth it. Um, So if you let your your adults know what's going to be happening and let the kids know and the parents know, um, then normally everything works out really well. Well, we're going to take a really short commercial break here, and when we come back, I will share uh, point number five with all of you. I'm a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. Hi and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz and this is episode 109 of Vintage Homeschool Moms. And today we have been talking about ways to facilitate uh, the holidays without having a whole lot of stress and especially when we are celebrating the holidays with those kids. Um, For me, it's so great that um, my kids are, some of them are grown up and adults, some are teenagers, and we have lots of grandchildren. So we have anywhere from in the 30s down to uh, one-year-olds and even younger. So sometimes um, it's very uh, stressful (laughs) just getting everything ready. Um, But, uh, you know, nevertheless, it's always worth it to me. Uh, You can find the show notes on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com and look for episode 109. So number one was to um, get prepared yourself. Number two is to help your kids prepare. Number three is to have some kind of secret code or something that you can say say to your kids or your kids can say to you. To know that they're getting uh, frustrated or there's a major problem and you need to stop and talk to them before anything major happens. Number four is let others know what to expect, whether it is the little kids or the grandparents or um, the parents that are, um, you know, watching the kids. Let everyone know and be on the same page. Number five is is where I call it the assignments. And this is, I just talked about it a little bit um, previously, but the older kids um, know, especially if there isn't another buddy around. So for example, um, I have uh, nieces that are about the same age as my um, teenagers. So whenever they're around, I'm not expecting my teenage kids to do a whole lot. And... um, you know, it's part of it is they help so much in the pre-preparation. Uh, the second part is we get everything done before our guests get there. So there's very little preparation um, that I need to do when everybody gets there. And the third is they don't get to see their cousins that often. And so, you know, during those times, which is Christmas, um, I'm not expecting my teens to have that much of a an input of what's going on or expect them 
to um, be watching any of the little kids. But when um, for every other event, whether it's a birthday event or um, Thanksgiving, um, I do expect some somebody to be on call, whether it's with grandma and grandpa or whether it is, um, you know, with the little kids and keeping them outside until we're getting we get ready to serve the food. Another idea um, that a friend of mine told me is that she hires a babysitter and she brings the babysitter along with her, especially if it's a, a very large event like a family reunion um, and everybody's getting together locally. She will uh, bring a, um, a babysitter along that the kids are familiar with and that's a really good situation there where she can enjoy herself in the party and then if somebody uh, needs her she's right there you know if you know your child has overload issues you may even want to consider not bringing the child with you I know you can't do that during the holidays um, but just you know Number six is letting go of your expectations. I know we all have this perfect uh, ideal of what um, we want to see happen. And, you know, for example, for us, I remember one year um, at Christmas time, I couldn't wait for, uh, again, my number three child to open his presents because my first two uh, children uh, were when I was a lot younger. And then there was a, a there was a big gap between the first two and number three, four and five. And so when I had my third child, I was a little bit of an older parent and I could relax a little bit more and just watch him open his presents at Christmas time and enjoy the day. Well, little did I know that my little child only wanted to open one present and that was it. He was not interested in any other presents. Um, the one year he got his little truck and um, little motorhome or boat or whatever it was, well, that's all he wanted to play with. And so we managed to entice him to put aside that gift and open another one. And he did dutifully open it and then just set it aside and go back to his his little truck and boat. And so my husband said, you know what? He said, don't force him to open anything else. And I was so disappointed. And then I realized, you know what? We He's right because this child's perfectly happy. We'll open presents with our other kids and just let him play, you know, quietly with his new toy. And um, so little by little during the week, I would ask him if he wanted another, you know, present. And we opened them in the evening when dad got home. And it was almost like, you know, uh, one present a night until his presents were opened. And by the end, he kind of clued in and, and you know, opened the rest of them. But he just, you know, he was a little child and I was spoiling him with way too many gifts. Uh, some kids have trouble opening presents. And so what tends to happen is another child will help them and then they get upset. Or um, one mom suggested that um, you put the presents under the tree for the ones who have difficulty opening them and they're unwrapped and or they're easy to unwrap. And that way, the child can enjoy the presence without the frustration of having to open a present, especially, um, again, if there's some sensory issues or um, they're little. Number seven is to ask for help. Sometimes we need to get help from those who are visiting us. And, you know, if it's my sister-in-laws, whom I dearly love, that's not a problem at all. They walk in and they say, what can I do to help? 
Um, but sometimes, you know, it, it does help. So one of the things that I do, um, especially for great big get-togethers that are at my house, is somebody is assigned something. So like if the mommies are watching their little kids and they can't help with, you know, any of the um, preparations or anything like that, um, even though, I, like I said, I do a lot ahead of time, um, then they're the ones who are washing dishes at the end um, while dads take the kids outside. So we kind of have some little routines set up so that I'm not doing everything because by the end of the day, I would be exhausted and I would never want to host another event at my house. So if you need to ask some of your guests for help, you know, you can do that. If you're at someone's house and you can help out, um, please do, or at least you can offer. And if it's declined, well, then that's, that's fine. But, you know, that's something you can at least think about. Um, the, the number eight is to give your child a job. Um, my little ones loved when I gave them a job, like when people came in to show them, not to get it for them, but just to show them where the drinks are. Would you like something to drink? Let me show you where they are. And we would have it, a little ice bucket set up and some plastic cups and some markers. And um, the markers were up higher. The little ones just, I don't know what it is with those permanent markers, but they love them. Um, and so that way they could let the adult write their name on the cup and get something to drink if they wanted. Um, or to pass around something that I don't care if it spills. So like a small um you know, a little basket of some chips or some kind of finger foods that are on a plastic tray. Something that's um, they're going to enjoy doing and helping and that the adults are going to enjoy as well. Um, you know, like I, I shared with you already about the, um, you know, teens getting assigned to grandma or grandpa or the little kids or that kind of a thing. But the the job would be more for your kids and that gives them a chance to, um, you know, enjoy helping out as well and being responsible. Uh, number nine is to manage new smells little kids get really stressed if it's something that's overpowering like an ant's perfume Um, we just were at a hotel recently this weekend and I just couldn't believe how strong some of the perfumes were and I don't have an allergies or any problems with perfumes but just passing people in the hallway sometimes I felt like I was gonna gag it was just so strong Um, what happens is our senses get dulled by using the same perfume over and over again. So I think what has happened is these women have just doused themselves with the perfume because they can't smell it anymore. And so to them, it's not very strong. So just be careful of that. And especially with kids, um, because we were at my uh, niece and nephew's house and they had moved into a house and they were really excited to have us all over for dinner. Well, at that time, I had the two older kids and and um, my little um, and my two younger ones. Um, that was before Michael, so I had four. And Annie was little, and my niece liked to use those scented candles. Well, scented candles are one thing, but scented candles on the table with food is another. So Anne sat there with her finger on her nose and kept saying something smelled bad. 
well, you know, the child's two, and I was getting embarrassed, so I kind of took her into the bathroom, and of course, there was another scented candle in there, so she starts crying, and I just told her, I said, Annie, we have to go back in there, we have to eat dinner, and she said, no, I can't, it stinks in there, and um, and so we didn't know it was the candles at the time, or I'm sure my niece would have moved them. She just kept saying that it was stinky in there. And so it was so embarrassing. <laughs> um, of course, now we laugh about it, but at the time it was really embarrassing. And I had no idea that that was an overwhelming smell for her. So just be aware of that in case uh, your child has issues with that. Number 10, um, you know, make things easy for the kids. Don't make it so overwhelming that they just can't do it. And I shared with you already about, you know, making it easy to open presents if you're opening presents. Um, but just like kind of analyze things from from their eyes. And I know that we want to have this wonderful experience during the holidays, you know, the, whether we're, we're celebrating Thanksgiving or Christmas or a special birthday event. Um, or going to a party at someone's house. We want this great experience for our kids, but sometimes we overwhelm them with either the details or we make things so, so hard for them. So just kind of think about it um, in the eyes of your child, you know, and even talk to them ahead of time. And, and let's just say, you know, something like, you know, well, I really want this to be fun and I just want this to be easy for you and I don't want it to be difficult. And like one year, one of my uh, kids would say something like, well, I don't like to cut my food. And so if you cut my food, that would make it easy for me. And so whatever that is, um, you know, if you see someone with a bunch of little ones, you can also ask, you know, can I help um, cut the food for the kids? I know I do that with my daughter's kids at times. And um, they're so capable. My son, my son-in-law and my daughter are amazing people. And so they very rarely need my help for anything when they come over. But um, the other thing in making it easy is I have tables set up for the kids and they have adjustable legs. So the older kids can have it a little bit higher than the little ones. And that just makes it easy for them to be able to be seated and to eat and it's in the same room where we are so yes it's the kids table but um, they love it and it's their own special table um, there's so many of us now that we don't all fit at one table even though my table seats you know anywhere from 12 to 14 people um, with the little ones there's just not enough room so um, the little tables make it easy for them to eat and um, it's something fun where they can go and do crafts or whatever it is that we have set up for the day. Well, I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you and that these 10 ideas are going to help make you um, and your children have a stress-free holiday. God bless and I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the Vintage Homeschool Moms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.